You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It ain't the left side or the right side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Also, be sure to check out our merchandise store as well. The uh, Dolphins square off against the Oakland Raiders this Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. We have a very special guest, your boy Q. He's going to join us to give us a look at the Oakland Raiders. He uh, has a show of his own called Unnecessary Roughness on ESPN Central in Texas from noon to 3, Monday through Friday. He does a great job. Be sure to tune in on that. We're uh, lucky for him to join us here tonight. Uh, So your boy Q, uh, how's it going? Tell us a little bit about yourself. It's going really well, man. It's going really well. Uh, obviously, it's not going that great for the Raiders in the in the win column right now. So, you know, as a guy who who, who loves the silver and black, man, it's kind of tough seeing what's going on right now with them sitting at 0-2. But besides that, man, everything else is going really well. Excited for uh, John Gruden to be back as the coach of the, the Raiders, and I'm just ready to see what his mastermind, what his plan is, what he's got rolled up his sleeve. A lot of uh, Raider Nation is not too happy with some of the decisions that have been made as of late to start the season, but when a guy has a 10-year contract, you know that he better have some kind of plan, and he's going to do some big things to try to justify that contract, justify that money. So I'm I'm excited about the future of the Raiders. We'll see where it goes. Uh, But besides that, man, I'm doing really well. Good. Well, thanks again for joining us. And let's start right there with Khalil Mack, because it's not like you haven't talked about him to death (laughs) over the last two weeks. Uh, but looking at the Raiders, let's start on the defensive side of the ball. So they traded Khalil Mack, uh, got two first-rounders, and but they also drafted Arden Key in the third round, P.J. Hall in the second round, and Mo Hurst in the fifth round. I'm not sure if Hall's going to be healthy enough to play in this game, but how do those rookies make up that defensive front wall there? You know, P.J. Hall is a guy that I was real disappointed that he hurt himself and he wasn't able to play against the Broncos because I think he's a guy who, one, is very underrated. He was under the radar when he was drafted. A lot of guys didn't know 
who he was. They weren't very familiar with him. P.J. Hall, Sam Houston State, who is this guy? Well, me being in Central Texas, I was very familiar with him and knew what he was able to do. Obviously, the competition he was playing against aren't your average NFL-type guys, but this guy is just a, an animal. This guy is a, a guy that has a motor that just keeps running and running and running and going and going and going. And, and perfect evidence of that is the, the 14 field goal blocks that he had over his uh, career as a Bearcat. So I was excited by that pick. I was a little surprised they got him in the second round, but still, nonetheless, knowing that he was a really good player, I was excited about that. Mo Hurst dropping to the fifth round because of a heart issue. You know, that's obviously scary. The heart is nothing to be played around with, but you just knew that he could be an animal in, on the next level. And those two guys are the ones I'm really, really excited about. And I know you mentioned Arden Key, and I'll get to him in just a second, but uh, those two guys, Mo Hurst and P.J. Hall, those guys, I believe, are really the interior push that the Raiders have, have, are looking for. They haven't had in years. They just haven't had it. And even when they had Khalil Mack on the outside, they just didn't have that one guy or those two guys to get that push up the middle to make Khalil Mack's life that much easier. And you see with all the players he has on the defensive side of the ball in Chicago, you see how much easier it is for him just to pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. So it's a different scenario now that he's in Chicago compared to when it was in Oakland, and he was still a heck of a player then. But it's just different now when you have players like that. And that's why it was real disappointing for Raider Nation to see him leave because we all knew as fans that, they finally got that push. They got that interior push point, and they have a coach, a defensive-minded coach that knows what he's doing in Paul Gunther and opposed to Ken Norton Jr. So I'm thinking, man, he's going to have the biggest career year of his of his career, or best season of his career. Well, yeah, he probably will, but it's just not going to be in the silver and black. So those two guys that you mentioned, P.J. Hall and, and Mo Hurst, they're going to really help out that interior push. That's something that every great defensive line really needs. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I think he may be able to play. He he didn't mm-hmm. practice in full. He, they just had a walkthrough really today, so he just he was up to the side and doing some stuff. But he did shed his walking boot, so that's a positive sign. Mo Hurst is definitely going to play, and then Arden Key still waiting to see him break out. You know he's had he's had flashes. Everyone's high on this kid uh, at LSU in 2016. He was a monster in 2017. He just didn't have his mind right, so uh, they they took a chance on him in the third round. He he matter of fact before the draft said that the team he wanted to go to was the Raiders. And that rarely happens that you actually get drafted by the team that you say that you want to go to. He just felt that he fit in right with the coaching staff. And, well, he does. He just needs to break out. And, look, Khalil Mack's rookie year, and I don't, I'm not saying Art Key is going to be Khalil Mack or a replacement for him, but Khalil Mack's rookie year, it took him quite a while to figure things out. He only had four sacks his rookie year. So I'm giving Art Key a lot of time, and I think that, John Gruden is high on Arden Key, and that's kind of what made him feel more comfortable with going ahead and pulling the trigger on a Khalil Mack trade. Right, absolutely. And looking at the the back seven, and you're exactly right. I watched a lot of Raiders games last year. Can going from Ken Norton to Gunther has to be a huge upgrade because I, personally, watching Sean Smith play ten yards off the ball and try to turn and run with receivers was hard enough to watch in Miami. Now they've got a different group of DBs there. They've really a different team in general. I mean, they've got to hear Whitehead and Derek Johnson at the linebacker spot. and But in the secondary, a former Dolphin who was here twice, Rashawn Melvin, looks like he's the Raiders' number one cornerback now. I believe Gary and Connolly's on the other side. And then you've got some veterans in Leon Hall and, and Dominic Rogers-Camardi back there. How are they performing so far? Well, the problem is Dominic Rogers-Cromartie, he hasn't really done as, uh, very much as far as safety goes. He's been more on special teams. 
And unfortunately, Reggie Nelson has been back there. And Reggie Nelson, in my book, I've labeled him old and slow. Well, because, you know, he's old and he's slow. So that's, you know, that's why I've given him that title. You'll see him get burned a lot throughout games. Uh, really don't like him back there. But him and Leon Hall both have Paul Gunther in common. They both are very familiar with his scheme. They they played under him in Cincinnati. And so that, those veterans were brought in because they know Gunther's scheme. So they, they were brought back, let's, let's put it like that, because Reggie Nelson, I thought he was gone after 2017, but they did bring him back once Gunther got hired. And uh, I would much rather see Dominic rogers Camardi in the back end. I would much rather see Carl Joseph out there, but he hasn't. He's been, uh, you know, basically turned into nothing. He's been turned into a special teams guy. You know, he hasn't sure. done anything on the field. And so that's disappointing. He was a former first-round draft pick. Uh, so the safety position is, is suspect. I'll put a question mark on those guys still. But you mentioned Rashad Melvin and Gary and Conley. I think Gary and Conley is really going to be the number one defensive back, and I think he's working his way up to that. And I feel like he's getting targeted less than Melvin. Melvin is still kind of proving himself, even though he's a veteran and we know what he's capable of doing. He's good. He picked up. He had an interception on Sunday against the Broncos. But I think that uh, quarterbacks are going to be more confident in testing him than Conley because so far when Conley's on the field and healthy and, uh, you know, that's what he's been so far this year, he's been really, really good in coverage. So I think that as the season goes along, you're going to see less and less targets go Conley's way and more go Melvin's way. You bet. Let's move on to the offensive side of the ball. Derek Carr is, you know, he had the season last year. The Raiders went 6-10, and 10, a little bit of a disappointing year for him. This year, an interesting stat line. He's In two games, he's completed over 80% of his passes, which you really don't see in the NFL very often. Hasn't thrown for a whole lot of yards. He has one touchdown and three interceptions, and I believe about 590 passing yards. Well, actually, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of yards, but uh, he his touchdown and interception ratio isn't the best. And it seems like they throw the ball short with the Raiders a lot. John Gruden likes that, and Carr has taken a little bit more of a liking to that too. Yeah, he likes to get the ball out of his hand as quickly as possible. But really, those stats are, are kind of skewed because in that first game against the Rams, he had Aaron Donald and, and Adonis Sue, who you guys are very familiar with uh, uh, being Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you saw plenty of Sue. You know what kind of damage he could do. So, uh, yeah, he was he was a little bit, especially in the second half of that Rams game, he was really, really quick to pull the trigger, just get the ball out of his hand and check it down to, to Jalen Richard. And that's what really frustrated a lot of Raider fans in general is because there was guys, there was opportunities to hit Amari Cooper. There was times where he could hit Jordy Nelson. Uh, he had a good rapport with Jared Cook in week one and continued that in week two. But really, he wasn't trying to hit his wide receivers. He was just trying to check the ball down and get rid of it because he had got hit from Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald had a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty and hit him low in the first half. And it just seemed like ever since that hit, he wasn't himself. He wasn't as confident, and that was week one. Week two, he did a lot better job. He actually averaged nine yards a, a pass. I mean, he was passing the ball. He was in the air for nine yards, which is really good. That's a really good number. So he wasn't checking down. He was getting the ball to Cooper. He tried to uh, target Jordan Nelson, got him the ball a couple times. Cook, he continued to get him the rock. Martavis Bryant, he got him the ball. So he did a lot better in week two as opposed to week one. So I think you'll see those numbers kind of trend in a better direction for Carr. But after week one, I'll tell you, man, I thought Raider Nation was going to go find that guy and pull him out of his house and kick him while he was down. I mean, they were so angry on him. These guys were talking about how can we get out of his contract. And, 
I'm like, are you serious? Like, do you realize that the Raiders haven't had a franchise quarterback since Rich Gannon before him? And, right. We, and, and that, you know what I mean? Like, that's 14 years. What are you talking about? So Yeah, we, you know. we understand the same thing to a certain degree with, with right. Ryan Tannehill. Nobody's ever satisfied. But Carr also had an MVP-type season just a couple of years ago. And exactly right. That's, yep. that's, that's one thing about it. Offensive line now has been an interesting story for the Raiders. They traded down. They took Colton Miller. I believe he's playing left tackle now for them, and yep. they moved Donald Penn to the right side. And then in the middle, you've got three Pro Bowl caliber players, Gabe Jackson, Calicio Semele, Rodney Hudson. Would you say that's the strength of the team right now for the Raiders? Yeah, absolutely. The strength is definitely at the inside of the, the offensive line. Those three guys right there are studs. I mean, absolutely studs. And I will say, and I'll compliment, because I was very angry. I was at the draft when they drafted Colton Miller. I was furious. I just knew that the Raiders were going to draft Der- uh, Derwin James. He was right there for them to take, not once, but twice. And I, I like to call him an alpha dog. And that's who I thought the Raiders needed was just that alpha dog presence on defense. They chose to go left tackle. Colton Miller has, has held, held his own. He's done a good job so far through two games. Uh, the Rams don't have a, a real big guy coming from the defensive end position. They don't have a real stud pass rusher. They have the guys on the interior. But the Broncos have guys. They have those guys. They have Vaughn Miller. They have Bradley Chubb. They have guys that can get to the quarterback, and he's done a really, really good job. And to Donald Penn's credit, he's doing the best he can. I mean, you know they say that that saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, that's what the Raiders are trying to do. They're trying to teach an old dog some new tricks and having him line up on the right side and try to be that guy. And he's trying, but he was the reason why the extra point attempt was blocked because he just missed on his block. And it, it was blocked, and, well, we all know the Raiders lost by one point. So that's kind of on Donald Penn, but he's doing the best he can, being an old dude moving over to the right side and just trying to, you know, take one for the team, basically. So I can't get too mad at him. But those three guys that you mentioned, Assembly, Hudson, and Gabe Jackson, those guys are animals. And speaking of the offense, you know, you've got Jared Cook, you've got Amari Cooper, a lot of strengths there. When you look at – the Raiders and what they have to do against the Dolphins. Obviously, you don't want to go into that 0-3 hole because the odds Mm -hmm. of making the playoffs become so insurmountable at that point. What do you think the Raiders need to do to beat the Dolphins? Well, I think that they really need to establish the run. You know, I think that the one area of the offense that's been struggling has been the run game. In the first week, Marshawn Lynch only carried the ball 11 times, and I said he needs to be closer to 20. Well, week two, he carried the ball 18 times. So that's closer to 20, but he only had 65 yards. One big run he had got called back because of a stupid holding penalty, but uh, it is what it is. They need to get over 100 yards rushing, 115, 120. They need to be in that range. You know, Derek Carr can still throw the ball about 30 times. That's fine. I'm good with that. He doesn't need to throw the ball 40, 45, 50 times. He doesn't need to do all that. But if you throw the ball about 30 times and you get to close to 100 yards rushing for the for the team, I'm fine. They only had 85 yards rushing. That's too low for me. I think they need to be able to establish the run and go to it. The problem is I know that the Dolphins have been really, really stout against the run this year. So it's going to be, you know, who's going to be stronger on what side? Is the offensive line going to defeat the defensive line or is the defensive line going to be stronger than the O-line? That's going to be a big question. But if they can establish that early, get that run game going, then it's going to open up the rest of the game and and Jared Cook. Jared Cook is going to be a, a weapon because I know the Dolphins have struggled to, to cover the tight end. Obi Malafano is somebody we talked about a lot on the show, and Paul actually is a UConn guy. What is the latest on him? Yeah, he's on IR. I like to call him Bigfoot, you know, and no disrespect. I know uh, you said him, my man's a UConn guy. I like to call Obi a uh, Bigfoot because you hear all the great things he can do, but you've never seen it. 
As a Raider fan, we've never seen it. So we know somewhere out there in the woods the Bigfoot exists, but we just haven't seen him. So that's 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 why I call him that. But, yeah, he's on IR right now. I think he's just going to ride that out, and I do expect him to eventually to get released maybe in the off season. I don't know. I don't think John Gruden likes him at all. I mean, he called him out the minute he got there, said he's never seen him on the field. He just sees him in the training room, and he can't do any, any good in the training room. So I, I don't think Obi Malafonu is going to be – on the roster maybe next year. I thought they were going to hold him and then, and then uh, you know, see what he could do, bring him back next year. But he's having this hip injury. He had a knee injury. He's had this injury. He just he's just missing an action. And I, I think that they're just going to decide to move on from him. But currently, to answer your question, he is on IR. Let's take a look at the game in general. What is your prediction for Sunday? Well, you mentioned it. If you start out the season 0-3, uh, you're, you're pretty much done, though, you know, and nobody wants to start looking at the draft and, well, who, who are we going to draft now? You know, nobody wants to start looking already at the at the draft after three weeks of the season. So I feel like this is a must-win game for the Raiders, whereas it's not a must-win game for the Dolphins already starting out 2-0. That's a great start for them. I think that uh, the Raiders have to go into this game as a – we have to win this if we want to continue to maintain this season or, or keep hope for this season. So I think that the, the Raiders go in there with an attitude, a sense of urgency, and realize that they let one slip away in Denver, and uh, they're going to go through that well early. Like I said, man, the, the run game, they're going to try to hit the tight end as early as, as possible and try to get that thing going and score as many points as possible because the defense is not ready to close the door on, on teams. They're not ready to just shut them down. I think the defense is good. They play solid, but they just run out of gas if they're on the field too long. So expect to see the Raiders try to go for the jugular instead of trying to milk the clock at the end if they have the lead. I do think the Raiders are going to escape with a victory, but I think it's going to be close, something like 24-21. We've been joined by your boy Q of Unnecessary Roughness on ESPN Central Texas. Give him a listen there, noon to 3, Monday through Friday. You can also follow him on Twitter, yourboyq254. Thanks a lot for joining us here tonight and giving us this breakdown. No problem. Anytime you guys need me, you give me a call. I appreciate you. Thank you. And right. you are listening to On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merchandise store, onthefinside.threadless.com. We've got a lot of great merch over there and continuing to grow that. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. side. It ain't the left side, side. or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.